Alexis was a digital influencer, director of a beauty products brand, married, and if you believe what you read or see on social media, she was one of the happiest people in the world. However, in November 2020, she suddenly disappeared. The day after, her body was found on a city highway. But here is a famous phrase that has been circulating on the internet lately. And outside of your stories, are you okay? This is the story of Alexis Sharkey. Alexis Lee Robineau was born on January 25th, 1994. She grew up in northwestern Pennsylvania with her parents Stacy Clark Robineau and Michael Robineau and her two younger sisters. As a child, she was intelligent and loved school. Her parents were economically comfortable and provided her with an excellent education. Alexis was described as a kind and generous person and an enthusiastic student. She was invited to join the National Honor Society, privilege bestowed on only the most outstanding students. During her adolescence, Alexis taught herself about nutrition and well-being. Her favourite subject was biology, and because of this she intended to study medicine in college. After graduating from high school in 2012 at the top of her class, she decided to take a year-long break to travel and relax before entering higher education. She moved to Odessa, Texas. Around 2013, she got a job as a waitress at Twin Peaks, a sports bar. As she was intelligent and communicative and soon made new friends including Thomas Sharkey. Thomas was a regular customer at the bar and he and Alexis had mutual acquaintances. Thomas worked as a consultant in the oil industry. He was tall and strong and his athletic physique attracted some attention. The two hit it off immediately. They had fun together, hanging out with their friends. Soon the friendship evolved into a relationship. At this time, Thomas was 42 years old. He was also divorced and had two children. Alexis was just 19 years old. But the age difference was not a problem for the couple, and everyone who knew them said that they got along very well. Thomas travelled a lot with his work. Alexis was very happy about this as she loved to travel. Alexis was also very active on social media. She loved posting about their trips and documenting their romance online. But after some time, it became difficult for Alexis to balance her personal life and work, and so she decided to resign from her job. Despite Thomas's good salary, Alexis did not want to stay unemployed for long. She valued her financial independence. She became the representative of a skin and hair products brand called Mona. This was a great role for her, as she was both communicative and highly persuasive. It allowed her to earn an income without being tied to a commercial establishment. Mona operates in the multi-level market sector. Each seller would not only have to sell products, but also refer other sellers to the chain. The more referrals of new sellers, the higher their commission would be, in addition to their commission for each sale as well. Alexis, who was already active on social media, was enormously successful at promoting their products and attracting new salespeople. She sold so much 
that she was soon promoted to the role of executive director at Monat. With this new position, she began to earn even more money and attracted thousands of followers to her social networks, especially Instagram. Alexis used her knowledge of biology to promote Monat products. She had more than 50,000 followers on Instagram and earned in the region of $34,000 monthly. The more money she earned, the more she published photos online of her perfect life of travel and leisure. This attracted even more customers and sellers. She lived a luxurious life with Thomas, and her work was primarily online. Despite being so active online, she didn't like being called a digital influencer. She styled herself as a mentor and businesswoman. In 2019, Thomas and Alexis got engaged, and in December they were married. Due to Thomas's work, the couple ended up moving to Houston, Texas. Alexis now went by the name Alexis Lee Sharkey. She was then 25 years old, and he was 49 years old. Alexis continued to earn money working online, and soon made new contacts through an app called Bumble BFF, which is used to meet people and make friends. It was on this app that Alexis met a girl called Tanya Ricardo. They became friends almost immediately. Tanya had recently divorced. Tanya's friends welcomed Alexis into their group, and she was so well received that they soon added her to their WhatsApp group. Then the group noticed something unusual. Alexis rarely mentioned her husband Thomas. She didn't usually invite him out with her friends, which was strange. All the women who were in a relationship often brought their partners on dates, to dinner and to socialise with the group. But so far so good. After all, perhaps she just wanted her privacy. But she seemed to avoid talking about Thomas and never spoke about their relationship. In 2020, when quarantine began, Alexis saw a new opportunity with the expansion of TikTok and she soon gained traction on the app. She posted videos demonstrating the products she sold. She showed her routine and also posted videos with her husband, Thomas. In November 2020, Alexis went on a trip with her friends to Tulum, Mexico. Thomas did not accompany her. The trip apparently went as planned and on returning to Houston, Alexis began making plans for Thanksgiving week. But these plans were all work-related and so she called her mum saying she wouldn't be able to visit her for the holiday. On the morning of Thanksgiving, November 26th, Alexis went to Tanya's house to celebrate with her single friends. She remained there until midnight, until a friend showed up and they went to a bar where they stayed until 3am. She sent a message to Tanya to say that she was coming back to get some of her things, her car, and would go home. But Tanya was sleeping and didn't see the message. Even so, Alexis went there, took her car and left. The day after Thanksgiving was Black Friday. This would have been a very important sales day for Alexis due to the high level of promotional activity that would take place. She would need to stay online and post as much content as possible to attract more customers. But Alexis strangely didn't make a single post and was offline most of the day, except for one moment, 
at around 5.30 in the afternoon when she, supposedly she, sent a message to the WhatsApp group. She asked her friends in the group what they were going to do later. They replied that they were all busy with their families due to the holiday. They arranged to meet the next day for a girls' night, where they intended to watch a movie and talk. At 11pm, Thomas texted John, the boyfriend of Alexis's friend, asking if he knew where she was. John thought the message was strange and decided to call him. Thomas said they had a fight the previous night and that she left the house in a furious rage. She was barefoot, jumped over the fence, got into a black car and drove away. He tried to follow her in his car but soon lost sight of the vehicle. On the WhatsApp group, Alexis did not return online. Her friends realised that something serious must have happened when she didn't show up at the agreed place for the girls' night. Alarmingly, any sign of life had completely ceased. They called Alexis's mother, but Stacy already knew that her daughter was missing, as Thomas had already spoken to her on the phone. But now she was even more worried. The girls reported her disappearance and began posting requests for help on social media to try to find Alexis, or at least discover clues as to where she could be. Meanwhile, on November 28, 2020, the day after the disappearance, a Houston City employee who was driving along an off-interstate highway a few miles from Alexis and Thomas's home spotted something that he thought could be a mannequin, but he didn't stop, he just continued on. Later at his workplace, he was still a little uncomfortable with what he had seen. He told his supervisor, who then went to check and discovered that it was not a mannequin, but a human body. The police were called. They already knew that a woman was missing in the city. They called Thomas to the scene to try to identify the remains. And yes, the body was of his wife Alexis. Hey, você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você, venha conhecer o podcast Pátria Amada Criminal. Todas as semanas tentamos entender o pior da humanidade. Nesse processo a gente ri, chora, fica brava, fofoca, porque afinal de contas é assim que a gente fala quando está entre amigos. Suas novas melhores amigas trevosas estão aqui no Pátria Amada Criminal. Many things were said, all that day and the next day. Rumors were going around that Thomas was responsible for her death. At 11.54pm on November 29th, he posted on his social network, I just want to say this. While some of you were posting on social media helping us locate my world, and we appreciate all your help, love and support, others were wasting time talking about other things. Basically, crap talk. And if my wife would have seen this, she would be disappointed in your actions. You all should be ashamed of yourselves. I have been assisting the deputies and making phone calls to find out what happened to my wife. Next time, stop and think and realize you don't know it all. After that, Thomas simply disappeared. He didn't answer his phone. He was not at home. 
he isolated himself or ran away as many said, and this made the entire process of releasing the body difficult. Alexis's family tried to contact Thomas for over two weeks, and when they were unable to do so, the release was made by another family member. In preliminary examinations, the date of death was given as November 27th. It was found that the body had no marks of violence and was very clean, as if she had taken a shower minutes before passing away, or someone had cleaned the body after her death. This in itself contradicted Thomas's initial story that she had gone out barefoot and jumped over the wall, and besides being clean, she didn't even have a scratch. Weeks later, Thomas appeared, saying that it took him time to process what happened, but that he was never hiding. This attitude did not go down well with the police, because if you are innocent and your wife was found dead, the least you can do is be available to help the authorities to solve the case. Thomas's version changed several times during the subsequent investigation. He later told the police that Alexis was wearing a sweatshirt and running shoes when she left the house. In one version, he said she left her phone at home, and in another, he said she took it with her. In that version, he also added that he used an app to track her and that he followed her when she was in the black car. He finally lost sight of that car and the tracking signal. He said that he stopped at a gas station to think about what to do. He stayed there for two hours, then started asking people if they knew where Alexis was. The autopsy report had not yet been released, and people began to speculate. Some said that she had possibly taken an overdose, a version refuted by family and friends who claimed that Alexis did not use drugs. Others thought she might have been poisoned, but nothing of the sort was reported by the authorities. The partial examination that determined the cause of death was only completed in January 2021, and it was found that Alexis died as a result of suffocation. So in fact, she had been murdered. The expert also reported that there were no marks of struggle on the body, which indicates that she may have known her killer. With the investigations underway, the police identified another person who had close contact with Alexis. He was a DJ from Houston called Sebastian Marmalejo. He was on the trip to Tulum and he was the person who had picked her up that night at her friend Tanya's house and took her to a bar. Alexis's friends were interviewed, but each gave a different version of the facts, and so they were unable to confirm whether or not Alexis had any type of relationship with Sebastian. He, in turn, never admitted this. The police discovered that Alexis had intended to separate from Thomas. Her friends reported that she had complained about her husband several times, that he was controlling and abusive. Alexis had also unlinked their bank accounts. According to one report, Thomas liked to choke his wife during sexual intercourse, and this behaviour bothered Alexis. Thomas was a strong man, and there was a suspicion that he had accidentally killed Alexis during this activity, but that was just a suspicion. Thomas denied all charges and declared himself innocent, which most do not believe. He denied that they were divorcing. Because the body was so clean, 
virtually no genetic evidence of a third person was found. The investigations continued throughout 2021. The police were able to eliminate several suspects, many of whom had been put forward by Thomas himself. The police established that the couple had a history of domestic violence and that their marriage was about to end in divorce. Furthermore, Thomas was inconsistent in relation to several statements. Some of these were proven to be lies, and so the police were able to gather sufficient evidence to conclude that he was the only person who had the means, motive and opportunity to commit this crime. On the 29th of September, an arrest warrant was issued. However, this warrant was never published, as the police feared that he would flee if he knew about it. But even without this publication, Thomas could not be located. Just a week later, on October 5th, police received information that he was at the home of one of his children in Fort Myers, located 16 hours' drive from Houston. Once at the scene, the police identified themselves and said they were there to arrest him on charges of murder. Thomas immediately ran upstairs and took his own life. Normally, I usually end the narrative of the cases by talking about the course of the trial hearings, how the victim's family is doing, but this case is so recent, the ending for the accused was so unexpected that I really couldn't find words to end this episode. Alexis Sharkey was a 26-year-old girl, charismatic, friendly, who fell in love with a guy that she thought would be her partner for life. She was strong, attempted to get out of a relationship when she realised that the domestic violence she was experiencing was a warning of what could happen. And unfortunately, she was right. Hey, você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você, venha conhecer o podcast Pátria Amada Criminal. Todas as semanas tentamos entender o pior da humanidade. Nesse processo a gente ri, chora, fica brava, fofoca, porque afinal de contas é assim que a gente fala quando está entre amigos. Suas novas melhores amigas trevosas estão aqui no Pátria Amada Criminal. 